Hey everybody, Chris here with just a couple of announcements. Um, it's been a bit of a shtick of mine to describe the style of the podcast to uh, guests and, and listeners as informal bordering on unprofessional. And the fact of the matter is, is just about a year ago, Jeff and I were non-professional broadcasters. And uh, that that holds true today. Today, Jeff, Matt, and I are non-professional broadcasters. We still don't know what we're doing. Um, that said, we have managed to do it for almost a year. And for that, we thank you, the listeners, for supporting us and helping us you know, continue to shape this thing into something of value, even if it's value to just one person, um, you know, seeking or in recovery, um, working to maintain that recovery. It's, it's a reason enough for us to keep doing it, however unqualified or ill-suited to it we may be. That said, would a completely unprofessional podcast have an official coffee sponsor? I don't think so. So uh, I'm pleased to announce that as of this episode, the original meeting coffee is the official coffee of the Since Right Now podcast. So from here on out, when you hear an unprofessional hissing, sip, drinking sound on the mic, that'll be one of us sucking up some delicious meeting coffee. When you hear one of us unprofessionally swearing aggressively under our breath, it'll be because um, you know one of us forgot to let their coffee cool enough and just took a piping hot slug of meeting coffee. And should you hear one of us screaming very unprofessionally in agony, that will be because one of us just took a shot of scalding hot meeting coffee to the groin. The original meeting coffee at meetingcoffee.com is now the official coffee of the Since Right Now podcast. Thank you, and now on with the show. My fellow Americans, words have many meanings, and sometimes instead of conveying our meaning, they can suggest other meanings and be open to misinterpretation. And because words have many meanings, and what we mean to say when we speak those words can mean so many different things, we can confuse our own meaning and misspeak. We've all done it. It happens to the best of us. Well, yesterday it happened to me, folks, in a private moment that unbeknownst to me was surreptitiously and illegitimately recorded. Welcome to The Since Right Now, Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. With our guest tonight, Donald McFarland of Unite to Face Addiction. Hello. Donald. Hello. Hi. Can you hear us? I can. I hear one person. Can you hear Jeff now? This is Jeff. Hi, Donald. Hey, Jeff. Nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, the part I forgot to tell you is so when we call back, well, we, do, we just sort of, whatever, chat a little bit, and then yeah. at a certain point, if we're ready to go, I uh, do a, it's becoming a shtick, I'm going to have to work on this, but I do a, <laughs> what I, a terrible um, a really bad intro, and then I of basically the ask the... And then they have to reintroduce themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like the beginning, like a Groucho Marx act at the beginning. Or something. That's right. Um, yeah, it's, it's just like that. So... Uh, are we? Do you want to just dive in? Do you want yeah. any? I gave Jeff. We Lowell. can. I'm good. I, okay. You know. I mean. I, I as I tell people all the time when they're going to talk about their own recovery, I'm like, it's your story. You can't get it wrong. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Well, let's do this. Yeah. Um, tonight on the show we have uh, Donald uh, M, um, who came to my attention as, and, and we'll get to this, tonight we're going to talk about Donald a bit, but um, came to my attention uh, by way of the Facing Addiction uh, Twitter account when I started tweeting with them, and uh, and I'm not even sure who runs that, maybe we'll talk about that tonight, but they, they uh, I, I asked if anybody from the organization would be interested in coming on the podcast, and they uh, pointed you were the man at uh, Donald. <laughs> um, so... 
you know, I'm going to let that serve as my introduction, and then I'm going to let you uh, let people know what, what you want them to know about you, Donald. How about yeah. that? Sure, And sure. then, uh, yeah, yeah. Was, go ahead. That was a great introduction, okay. uh, <laughs> actually. <laughs> a lot of pomp and circumstance, and you did a fantastic job. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks again, uh, Chris and Jeff, for, uh, for having me on your show, um, on the podcast. I uh, My name is Donald McFarland. Thank you for, I appreciate the... Um, making sure the M. Yeah, the M. You don't but, know, because uh, you don't know. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, I mean, I appreciate that. I mean, it's it's I re, it's respectful to do that, and, yeah. and I appreciate that. I um, but it's interesting. And so, for a very long time, uh, as a person in recovery, I would say, "My name is Donald." That's right. it. Right. Yeah. And you know, now doing the work that I'm doing with facing addiction and yeah. the Unite to Face Addiction campaign, uh, for myself at least, I've realized it's time to do what we're saying we need to do as a country. Uh, relative to addiction that's come out of the shadows and it's this isn't there's no it move past any shame and and realize that this is a, a health one of the most health you know pressing healthcare issues of our time and um uh, and my name is donald mcfarland and i'm a recovering addict and uh, alcoholic and um and and that's good that's okay I'm, I'm i'm actually proud of all of that and that's fantastic and there was sort of a leading uh you know, part of me, when I came into this, when I started doing this on the site, I, refer, I was referring to myself as Chris A, even though I don't really have a foundation in those traditions, mm-hmm. um, you know, but the reality is I've been out my whole recovery. So um, that's great. Yeah. Welcome, Donald McFarland. And I'll tell you, it's been a big, it's it's a hot topic, anonymity in the program and just, you know, whether to use your last name or not. And I'm I'm sure you're just about to tell us what this organization is about and why it's so important to use your last name, right? You read my mind. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm about to do, Jeff. You guys are good. You just keep feeding me. Um, I, um, you know, I, I will tell you, for starters, that professionally, I'm a political. I'm an organizer. I'm a political communications guy, and so um, it's great that I'm able to, for the first time sort of marry uh, something that's as personal as it gets in my life, and that's my recovery, with um, what I do for a living. Um, I'm good at what I do for a living, which is great because I'm not very good at, at, at all that many things in life. So thank <laughs> thank God I'm good at, at, right. at political communications or I'd be in big trouble. Um, and um, as you said, you know, facing addiction, our, our Twitter accounts where you found me, and um, uh, that is the organization, the campaign – uh, under that umbrella is Unite to Face Addiction and um, what we're currently working on uh, as uh, campaign folks uh, with Unite to Face Addiction is a rally that, we're, that we'll be having on October 4th of this year uh, on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. Um, and and as, we, as we're framing it, you know, we really want to ignite the already growing movement Mm-hmm. Um, of grassroots advocacy when it comes to addiction and and start demanding solutions to this crisis because it has reached uh, crisis proportions. It's It's been a crisis for a while, but, you know, as I mentioned a few moments ago, you know, there, there, there was, there's so much shame involved that we just didn't talk about it. And I think we're starting to hear people talking about it outside of um, church basements. All right. And it's so important that that happen, that conversation happen, you know, in the world. But, you know, I, 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 but in this country, because there are things we can do. And that's what this organization is all about. And that's what this rally is all about. Uh, It's a national crisis and it deserves national attention. And that's why we're going to be on the National Mall in Washington. Um, You know, it's important that we start to, to... to make sure everyone hears that this is a health problem. This isn't a crime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this isn't a bad choice. Uh, this isn't a shameful decision that, that I made at some point and couldn't, sure. seem to, couldn't seem to get away from it. Um, but I'll tell you, I really believe we're going to make history on the 4th of October because it will def- it will be the first time um, that uh, thousands and thousands of people come together uh, and are able to look at each other and say, wow, you know, we really can do something. Uh, about the addiction crisis in this country, and and when you say crisis, what like what's happened in the last five years that has brought it to that point, or what is is it just ineffective government, or just 
new drugs, new something's happening? I mean, what is the crisis? Yeah, I, so I wouldn't. I, I, how about this is something I don't say often. I wouldn't blame the government. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I uh, I don't say that often. That's what I, I often say that. Um, no, I, I wouldn't blame. I, look, I think there's a few things. I think you know, you uh, the, the opiate, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the the opiates are becoming an epidemic. Um, the 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 strength of drugs these days uh, is the reason that. More and more young people are dying at record rates. Mm-hmm. More people, more young people die to um, overdose than in a car crash these days. And wow. um, you know, the, I, I, when I got here, I saw all these numbers, and I, you know, I'm a I'm a comm guy, I'm a communications guy, yeah. so it's all about research and and data. And so I started to find out that all of these statistics that I'm about to use and and have been using. They come from the government, like the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Um, so um, they're not just – they're just not made up numbers. Yeah. But, you know, I can tell you I just saw – I just literally saw yesterday in the state of New Hampshire, the fifth smallest state in the country. Last year, nearly every single day someone died of, of an overdose. It's nearly astounding. every single day. I mean, so I think that um, – and I think that's attributable to um, a, a lot of things, but I think in no small part um, the growth of, of, of heroin and opiates and, mm-hmm. and the strength of these drugs and the, you know, yeah. Well, and what's interesting is that, well, when, you, when you're mentioning that, that, that statistic about um, overdosing every single day, we were talking on the way home from uh, Akron in the car about the statistic that it keeps sort of popping up that, Every day, the equivalent of basically an airline, an airplane full of yeah. people die of of something addiction related, mm-hmm. um, which is just astounding. And you and you think about that if you if you could, you know, vi- you know, put, make that obvious to people, yeah. and they're seeing a plane go down every day. It's just astounding. And but the the other part of that that's interesting to me and, and worth noting is that. You know, I was reading the the article. I think it was in Vox today or, or yesterday about what if um, what if uh, alcohol was covered like every other drug, and um, you know, regardless of how we get there, there's a bit of shame that that it's not. But um, you know, certainly the opioid crisis epidemic is driving a, the discussion about addiction. You know, that's I feel like what's got us here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um. yeah, I mean, look, I think that perhaps we've finally gotten to a place in America where we can each other and it and, and, and it's OK for us to say that the war on drugs has been a failure, yeah. <laughs> an epic, epic failure. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you're on the far left or the far right. The truth of the matter is it's been a failure mm-hmm. and it's led us here. And so. Let's just move on, right? Right. <laughs> Let's just move on, um, because as a result of the war on drugs, what we've had in this country in place to respond to addiction is a criminal justice system, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to a health care system right. to respond to addiction. Because of the war on drugs, we've had a criminal justice system, mm-hmm. and that's so. I, again, and I won't, I, you know, again, I won't blame the government for that, sure. but I mean. We're at a different place, and 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 I think we're all we're, you're seeing across the political spectrum, folks in agreement that it's just time to move on from that failed notion. So is that sort of the the fundamental shift? Is that getting society to recognize this is a health crisis and has nothing to do with criminal justice system? We're just trying to get that moved. Is that sort of the the purpose of all this? I think that's a big purpose of this. I wouldn't say it's the purpose of all this, but it's certainly a big one. Yeah. It's certainly a big one because it, that's the truth. I mean, I don't remember what year it was, but at some any uh, you know, probably before I was born and I'm about 100 years old, before I was born, the psychiatric, <laughs> you know, the American the the American Medical Association or the Psychiatric Association, but with you know, doctors said, you know, alcoholism is a disease. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now a disease means it's a healthcare issue, right? Right. Yeah. So that was probably, you know, I think that happened in like sixties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's fifty years ago. Yeah. Fifty years later, we still haven't 
So I certainly haven't embraced that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think because so many people just don't believe it because they haven't um, had a, they haven't really thought about it. And it's time for people to start thinking about it a little more because people need to believe that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting too. There's a there was an era of getting into the program. Like I know a lot of older guys in the program that all went through treatment centers because at some point healthcare paid for treatment centers and there was lots of them, and it, insurance paid for it. And then at some point, insurance quit paying for it, and mm. people were going to the criminal justice system. It just mm. seemed like there was a shift in there for the last twenty years. Treatment centers weren't paid by insurance. Nobody went to them, and then the criminal justice system. I mean, you're either going to jail or they just send you to meetings, I guess. There's not a lot of choice up in there, is there? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I hear that often these days. It's you either go find some help yeah. or you're going to go to jail. Yeah. So you figure out what kind of help you're going to get. Yeah. Your your options and, you know, perhaps it's a, a list of options. But, yeah, I mean – you know, and so, but you're right. That doesn't exist the way it used to, um, and th- that's a whole other conversation. And mm-hmm. I and I'm not, and that I'm not the best one to have. Yeah. Right. But the truth of the matter is um, that that is the case, and as a result of that, um, you know, only ten percent of folks in this country um, can access some form of treatment when they want it or need or need it. So how did you get into this? How did they find you? What What's your pathway that led you to this comms director? Well, it's, you know, it's like everything in life, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, it's just, I, you know, it's like I, you know, I, I turned the corner, I turned right instead of left and that, you know, there yeah. they were, it was just, it, yeah, some, <laughs> some, someone I know is working on this who asked me if I knew others who would be interested. And I said, I too, me. And she said, I thought of you, but I didn't want to be too you know, bold about it. Right. But yeah, so no, I stumbled upon it through, uh, through a colleague hmm. who's also doing this work. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was at a place where I had room on my plate. I was looking for what the, for the next thing to do, you know, professionally. So you know, the the stars just lined up, and oh, that's good. And from a from a personal standpoint, um, can, can you tell a bit about your story? That yeah, that, we're we're both assuming you're recovering, right? Well, I, yeah, I yeah. haven't recovered. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're one of us. This would be a 15 minutes in. This would be a great time to say I have no idea what recovery <laughs> is all about. Right. Right. Whoopsie! Uh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh. We'll play you out. Yeah, exactly. No, I. Yeah, exactly. And thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, I'm a. I am a person in fact. In. Uh, in. It's funny for me to say long term recovery because I just. You know, I've been uh, in recovery. For, it'll be ten years uh, this summer, early September. So it's still summer then. Yeah. All so right. yeah. the end of the summer, and you know. I still think of all those other people that I still look up to, right, as the people in long-term recovery. Right. Now they, you know, because they, but they had 10 years, 10 years ago, and now they have 20 years, yeah. uh, you know, of sobriety or, or clean time, or but certainly of recovery. And I now I look at them, I'm like, no, now the marker's 20 years. So yeah. uh, I guess I'll never really feel like I'm in long-term recovery. But the truth is I am. Yeah. Right. And um, uh, it's this journey started um, 10 years ago. Although I'll tell you, um, like many others, this isn't my first time at the rodeo. My, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I I tried to do this once before. And as my former sister-in-law always said, it just didn't take, um, (laughs) I was, I was pretty young and my life was a mess. And you know, when, when your life becomes a mess from drugs and alcohol, that's typically when folks, figure out they better do something or, or the life's not going to be gone on for much longer. So, um, so I did, I got clean and sober, uh, when I was really young and, and, and did that for a couple of years. But the truth of the matter is I just wasn't finished. Um, the, there's no, I can't blame it on anything, but I, but I do tell the story. I became a flight attendant and six months into that, I thought to myself, there's way too much going on out there that I still want to do. And I'm missing the party, right? Because that's a big part of what I've always, always felt inside is that there's a party out there and somehow I'm missing it. Interesting. Well, yeah. And that's like the ultimate job, right? To have, to have that feeling with new city every night. I mean, my goodness. Oh, well, yeah. There's a party going on. 
there's a there's somewhere there's a party and, and I'm sure I'm invited. I just have to get you know. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Truth of the matter is I, I haven't been invited to a party in, in 15 years, but yeah. uh, mostly because when I was invited to parties, I didn't know how to behave. Right. But this isn't my first time at the rodeo, you know. And the, and I and I and I often say, you know, if I drink or use, I don't know what'll happen. The last thing I did, I stopped in two days. But the time before that, it took me 13 years to stop again. Wow. Wow. So. I tell people that all the time. Yeah. I I'm way, you know, I, <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I hit the 50 year old mark not all that long ago. And so, you know, when I think about two days, that's one thing, but when I think about 13 years of drugs and alcohol, mm-hmm. I would survive that. I wouldn't make it back to recovery. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I try to be really mindful of the truth and that's my truth. And so I, um, I work real hard at recovery uh, like people that I know that are successful in recovery, uh, I work hard uh, and certainly take take it take it very seriously. It's as I said at the very beginning. This is, you know, not just personal, but it's you know the most important thing in my life because without it, everything else is is gone. Exactly. Well, that's a, that's but, a harrowing. That's a, a great story, mm-hmm. and I love that. And it, like when if you take a drink, it could be two days, it could be thirteen years. Right. <laughs> You yeah. don't know, right? Yeah. That's, that's great. <laughs> and those 13 years, I, I'd like to tell you all the parties that I you know, thought that, yeah. that I can't remember any of them. Right. Yeah. How awesome it was. Yeah, I can't, I'm sure it was awesome, but I don't remember very much of it. <laughs> and um, what I do, the last thing I always seem to remember every day was being by myself. So yeah. I don't know that I was in all that many parties, um, but I used and drank to the point, to the you know, to an extreme, to an extreme. I mean, I was a, I was, I was in a blackout most of the time. And, uh, you know, there's, I, I tell you, the nineties are, the nineties are a real blur. <laughs> well, <laughs> gotta tell you. Yeah. that's funny. That I'm okay. glad I didn't miss the music of the eighties, but the nineties were a bit of a blur. Uh, you know, look, and it, it was just like everyone else. It was just like every other story of, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, drunk a log and drug a log, you know, right. it was just no different. Mine actually is awfully boring. I mean, I, uh, I don't have a lot of, you know, I, I, I remember hearing a story once about a, a someone I knew back with the first time around that he, he lived in New York and, um, he talked about, you know, essentially getting on the wrong plane and winding up in this country far away (laughs) and i forget the name of the country because it was a long i want to say it was saint thomas i want to say he wound up in saint thomas but um long and the shorter is i don't really have stories like that my (laughs) my drug my drug and alcohol story is that i i did as much i drank as much as i could i did as many drugs as i could and i was by myself most of the time for the last many years and what's interesting about that is, I mean, in terms of getting better, that's what it's about. It's about getting better. It's not about how bad you were, right? And Or how bad it was or how great it was or anything. And, you know, we were at this this uh, event in Akron, and, you know, I listened to a harrowing story told by one woman, you know, very emotional and very moving. And, I'm, you know, part of me is remembering you're not supposed to compare, but I'm like, this is a terrible, terrible story. I have nothing com- to compare to what she went through. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we all we all have our stories, and we all um, the the important thing is that we all <laughs> get better. Yeah. Right. Um, Absolutely. And so. you know, I, we're living proof that there are solutions. Right. Like the three of us are living proof. If there's nobody else, the three of us are living proof that that somewhere there are solutions. Mm-hmm. And the way I do it, and the way you, Jeff. You do it in the way, Chris, you do it. I would imagine that there's three different things. Right. There might have some components of the same, but, you know, but I'm, I'm not here to, 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 you know, to shell on, on any brand of recovery. But the point is there are solutions to yeah. addiction and there is recovery. The um, The Office of Substance Abuse Services in New York mm-hmm. estimates that there are 23 million Americans in recovery. Now, I'm really bad at math, which is why I'm glad I'm good at words. (laughs) I just suck at math. All right, I'm going to pull out a calculator. Yeah, so 20 million Americans is a heck of a lot of people. Oh, yeah. That's that's my, that's as far as I can go with math. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out. 20 million is a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So there there are solutions out there. Right. But when I hear things like only 10% of people who need treatment have access to it. Yeah. 
I only can imagine the number of Americans that could be in recovery that wish they were in recovery but simply can't find it yeah, or don't have access to it. And I think a significant uh, number of those people probably don't even understand it yet. You know what I mean? I think so. there's a lot of education to be done. There are people that just don't, I think, really understand that it can be better is my sense sometimes. I don't know. Maybe that's wrong. But, you know, but I think that's part I, of I think it. you're right. No, I mean, I th- I think you're right. I think because we don't talk about this, right. it's not something. It's, it, could you pass the gravy on Thanksgiving? By the way, I'm a drug addict. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's some families are like that, but not too not too very many. Mm-hmm. And until we can start to talk about these things, then there are people that will just continue to just not even realize that mm-hmm. there there's help for what they're going through, but they don't even realize. You know, that's hard to pin a name on it. Um, you know, look, I, I was I started drinking when I was fifteen and mm-hmm. started doing drugs when I was fifteen. So almost as long as I can remember, I felt like this. So, you know, I didn't know what an alcoholic or a drug addict was when mm-hmm. I was fifteen years old. And had I not been fortunate enough to have an employer that paid for treatment for me when I you know, t- ten years later, mm-hmm. uh, I could still be out there and not know, oh, yeah. by the way, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So you, yeah, that that's was I. We always ask this on the show. I'm always fascinated by people's moments of clarity or the actual bottom. Was there, where is there a moment when you would it just, you know, you got it and was like, this is the end for me, and you really felt like it? Yeah, there was. Um, it it wasn't. Um, it was profound. In it was profound to me. It was not profound on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't an earthquake. A tornado sure. didn't hit. <laughs> shutters didn't. You know, ground. Yeah. Nothing like that happened. Um, although I've heard, of, I've I've heard tell of those things happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I believe that every single person who's in recovery had that has had that moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I I believe that every single person in recovery has had a moment where, like myself, they just for whatever reason said and what i remember saying out loud and i was alone mm-hmm. i can't do this anymore exactly yeah and i it's one of the few things that makes me cry when i talk about it because yeah. it's like it happened yesterday and it was 10 years ago sure. but it's so real to me because mm-hmm. it just was it i don't know what not that day was no different than any other day right. that morning i was lying to my friends and colleagues just like i lied to them every other day right. Nothing, i was i had the same hangover i had the day before and the day before that i was already drinking at 10 o'clock in the morning but i'll tell you it was about 11 o'clock and i just said i can't do this anymore wow. and i don't know where that came from but it happened yeah and that's the amazing thing is i mean I don't know that to, to your point that that everyone in recovery has had that that moment. I don't know that they're all that profound. I mean, quite frankly, yeah. I think a lot of it is I'm just exhausted. Yeah, I'm, I can't do it anymore, and that's yeah. for the most part what what mine was too. And the other thing, when you talk about lying, the reality is at that point we're probably lying very unconvincingly too, and we're probably <laughs> the only ones that kind of believe the lies, right? I, uh, I I was informed of that uh, in early recovery. Yeah. <laughs> As I thought I was getting away with a lot more than I apparently was getting yeah. away with. Um, but the truth of the matter is, uh, folks had washed their hands of me. My friends had were so fed mm-hmm. up. They just, you know, I couldn't, I, you know, I, I I couldn't behave. I mean, I couldn't go mm-hmm. anywhere. I was just never not completely obliterated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I couldn't drink enough. There just was never enough. So, uh, but yeah, my lying was apparently um, not all that great at the end. So, I, so you're you're a really good liar, and that's how you got into politics. <laughs> I, that's, now I'm gonna get in big trouble. Okay. This, is, this is gonna be the part that derails my career permanently. Uh, I, I'll um, make that the poll. Uh, no, I, I don't. Um, and I, and I'll and uh, so I'll let, so that's kind of it's funny. So that's this is the only time I've ever talked and been recorded where I've used the word lie oh. because I never say that. I I often have said about very important people in this country that individual is not telling the truth. I would never call them a liar. But they are not telling the truth. And so I've, right. you know, so for the first time I've used the word liar on myself. So I guess it's okay. But uh, okay. no, and I don't, I don't, I, I and uh, what I do is just uh, try to help people um, think of better ways to say things as opposed to lie, just to clarify that. Sure. <laughs> well, and, and 
in your defense, I mean, I, I don't think we would ever use that word about someone else. Um, but, you know, about yeah. oneself, I think it's okay. But, yeah, yes. we certainly, you know, my, my mother uh, ingrained to in me that you, you just never call someone a liar. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, anyway. We got your back. Yeah, but yeah. Thanks. Totally. But yeah, <laughs> Thanks. but it's, politics is. A, I mean, I'm fascinated by politics, and it sounds like you are an on the ground kind of organizer. Just from your brief bio that we read, how did you get in? How did you ultimately end up into that career? Well, you know, it's you know, you, you if you've heard the expression, all politics is local. It yeah. so so is. It's so true. My parents were involved in politics. I'm from Philly, and um, when I was. Uh, let's see, I was going, it was right after sixth grade. We moved to the suburbs of Philadelphia, uh, into, um, and into the, t- into Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. And, um, my parents will be proud when they hear this. Um, but they won't, they, um, <laughs> cause they just won't, they're right. 80 and they don't sure. understand what a podcast. Anyway, um, they were, they got very involved in local politics and I was fascinated by it. Uh, like, you know, just like, you know, everybody just found it very fascinating. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and so the the neighbors were involved as well. Um, it, it turns out it was a very uh, civically inclined neighborhood, and all the neighbors were my friends' parents. And so, you know, we I go to my friend's house, and in between like stealing cigarettes upstairs and you know <laughs> hanging out a window, I would like to hang out with the parents and listen to what was going on with. Hello, hello. We lost you, Don. I was in Philadelphia when I was fifteen years old. <laughs> We were fighting a proposed prison site, and we got very involved. And my mom was helping to spear this thing, and the news came, and there was a long rally. And, and the, of course, the clip they showed is this crazy kid talking in front of all these people, and it was me. And um, so my communication first started 100 years ago, practically. Wow. But, um, but then I I did a lot of things. I, I was involved in and out of, of, of politics most of the time as a volunteer, and in 2000, I uh, stumbled across. As a matter of fact, the the same woman's firm who I'm working with on this now, and they they sort of found me and found out I was a volunteer and said, "You really ought to come and get paid for this." Of course, I said, "What? You get what? paid for this what? stuff? What? That's hey. So I'm in. So uh, that's uh, how that how that so, happened. Again, but like many things in my life, I stumbled into it. Yeah. So so it sounds like you are mostly organized around issues, or have you run run on campaigns before, or done a little bit of all of it? A little bit of all of it. You know, I uh, you know I've worked with candidates, I've worked with political parties, I've worked with organizations, I've worked with nonprofits. I've done a lot of issue work. Okay. Um, but so yeah, so I've done a I, I've uh, I've done a lot of work, um, in, in, across the spectrum and uh, and across the country, no matter. That's yeah. Cool. So, so this is right up your alley, this uh, addiction issue. I mean, this is perfect, right? Couldn't couldn't I find a better so. guy. I think it is. I think it is. I, um, you know, this this is going to take a lot of organizing. Yeah. Um, because that's you know that's what organizers that's what we do, right? We just, you know, we're 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 charged with disseminating information and mm-hmm. and um, you know, talking to as many people as we can and trying to convince them that whatever it is we're saying is 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 the right thing to do. And and it's it's I mean it just really uh, had had the the reveal I mean what a month ago two a month and a half mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay and and uh, you've been on board from the from the get go or just about yeah just about yeah. and and the 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 um the the organizers the two it's it's Greg Williams yeah and um. And and one uh, who's the other? Jim Hood. So Greg Williams and Jim Hood are sort of at the helm. At the helm, okay, yeah. That, um, and uh, it was just sort of their their brainchild coming out of uh, the anonymous people. Was Greg sort of? Yeah, that's okay. exactly that's exactly right. Uh, Greg Williams uh, wrote and directed and produced and you know it's a documentary so he did everything he, right. he didn't hold the camera is sure. apparently the only thing he didn't do but uh he put together um a year and a half ago a documentary called the anonymous people right. and um it's available by the way on netflix you can stream it for those right. listening who haven't seen it it's easily watch. accessible and vimeo i watched it on vimeo online and so. vimeo there yeah. you go wow. um and uh that was that was a big part of 
launching this work too. The, mm-hmm. I think that the success of uh, the anonymous of, of anonymous of the anonymous people. Right. I think the uh, reception to the film, um, but but really, it, you know, if if I'm not mistaken, at some point a couple months ago, over a million people in the country had had seen it, have seen it. It's amazing, um, yeah. and that's not really counting sort of its Netflix distribution. So, um, you know, Greg's done, did a remarkable job with that mm-hmm. film. Greg's story is 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 captivating. Mm-hmm. But the film is is great. Again, if you're listening and you haven't seen it, you, you just ought to because Absolutely. it's a great documentary documentary on its own. But um, it was it's it was so well received that Greg really thought that there has to be something after this film and there is and i'm glad he thought that because it's it's this that's cool and it's been you know really instrumental certainly you know right about the time i was beginning to do this um you know out of i was just tweeting today that sort of feeling um to a large degree impotent to help friends and family um and i just thought what am i going to do and i just sort of started this thing a year ago um and uh becoming familiar with that and it was really you know, instructive in, in how the language is changing as well um, and how we talk about all this. And I'm still figuring it out because I spent, you know, the bulk of my recovery in the wild, so to speak. And so I just, I don't, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still uh, uh, learning, uh, I guess, uh, what, what, <laughs> what different factions, uh, you know, how they talk about it. Um, since I sort of have no faction of my own, I guess, to some degree. Um but it's just very interesting, and I and I would suggest that people look into. I think um, you know there's there's a handbook, if I'm not mistaken, uh, about how to, I guess, more more effectively talk about recovery, addiction, um, and sobriety. And I think it uses different different sort of terminologies and different ways to speak about it. Huh. Then uh, I think a lot of people understand. Yeah. So. I did not know uh, that. Anyway, I don't, didn't mean to derail it. You don't. Not at all. Okay. Um. So I think you know. So 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 to circle back, yeah, the anonymous people had had a lot to do with it. I mean, there's there's there seems to be it. You know, there seems to be some other, you know, components of this work that all seem to happen. You know, there's a bill that has been introduced, um, in Congress. Right. Right. Um, it's called um, it's it's called um, CARA, the Comprehensive Addiction and Recovery Act. You know, it's a bipartisan bill, and um, I'm still sort of getting up to speed on all of that in, that, it, that it entails. But it, um, but, so, but so that's happened. I think that um, we've now seen, um, uh, we now see a man in long-term recovery as serving as the director of the White House Office of National Drug control policy right which is astounding i think that's a first i don't know and it maybe it wasn't and we just didn't know i don't know sure. but that's a good point the current um the current director is uh is a gentleman in long-term recovery mm-hmm. um you know I, we mentioned it earlier this sense of urgency over this uh the the current opiate opiate overdose crisis mm-hmm. yeah. um it's spiraling out of control mm-hmm. um you know, political candidates are descending on New Hampshire, and I read last week one a New Hampshire mayor said to a, a presidential candidate, if you want to know the most pressing issue that my city has, it's heroin. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I thought, wow. just four years ago, we would have never heard something like that right. at the outset mm-hmm. of, of the presidential campaign. We just wouldn't have. And so these things are happening. I, and I, you know, look, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, you get fed up and it's like, you know, you know, you realize we, there has to be something we can do. And there is. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I think that, um, United, United face addiction is going to try to harness a lot of these energies and a lot of these, you know, sort of movements, if you will, across the country, um, you know, and try to bring every bring, bring them all together for a day right. in an effort to keep them together for a very long time. Which, yeah, is is what to me is really um, encouraging because you know certainly you know you can look online. There's so many um, you know there's such a, a vast spectrum of people working 
towards, you know, from the blogs to the, to the sites, to the podcasts, um, you know, you know, just sort of, it seems like blossoming and you know, it seems like it's, it's a, it was a really fertile area and all of a sudden it's just happening. And, um, the notion that, um, that can all be sort of, like you said, harnessed for even a day and, and put this, this, you know, multiple mini, mini faces to it is pretty, um, Chris booked our hotel already. I booked our hotel already. Yeah. Um, Way to go. Now we have to figure out if we're walking or... Uh, uh, busing or <laughs> driving or flying. If we're force gumping it or... <laughs> I, yeah, I was excited because I think everyone once in their life should go to the National Mall and get behind something, right? Yeah. I'm excited about this one. So this one's... I, I'm like, I'm I into this one. More. This will be great. I get I it. I couldn't agree more. I've missed a lot of big ones there. Right. I've been to one or two, but I've missed a lot of big ones. So this is... This will be a uh, certainly certainly a big one. I think that um, I think one of the things that excites me a lot about the potential mm-hmm. surrounding this day is the participation of young people. Oh yeah, um, and you know, the, so young people's relative when you get to be my age. <laughs> well, but I have to tell you, but I'm talking about you know twenty year old sure Americans, right. um, you know kids right college kids their mm-hmm. college campuses across this country have recovery um chapters there mm-hmm. you know in cities across america we have recovery high schools wow i mean we do they're right. they're yeah that. some cities have more than one wow. um boston has more than one so um you know young people are thankfully and it, sure. especially given um the, the state of opiates these days, but thankfully are realizing that there's a, there's another way yeah. there's a, there's and recovery is, a, is another way. And, uh, so I'm, I'm so excited, um, to know that there, there will be a large participation of young people on October 4th. On the, the National I, Mall. So the opiate thing to me, and this may be not true or not, but it feels, it almost feels like, I think there are people like me that was an addict before I ever took the first drink and I was mm-hmm. going to be an addict regardless. Somehow I was going to have this problem. And then I think opiates nowadays, these uh, oxycons and whatever these things are, all these super addictive adu- opiates, get people hooked that may or may not have been an addict, and get get. So that's why I think to me it just feels like they're so easy to get addicted to, that kids that would not have normally been one of us, get mm-hmm. to be one of us quickly. And I think that's probably something that you just don't see, you just haven't seen before, you know. I do, and I think I, I do. I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, again, the, the the strength of these yeah. drugs. It, you know. So my mom is uh, 79. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this, and she said, "You know, there's a lot of kids dying, and it's because I, because it's she saw it on the news once, so it's true. I saw it on the news. You only <laughs> have to take these drugs one time, and you're hooked forever. Yeah." Uh, there was a time I would say to my mom, well, you probably, you know, that may not be accurate, but in this case, to some degree, she may be right. Yeah. right. Um, because they're just that, uh, they're just that powerful. Yeah. Um, I heard someone, you know, now that I'm, now that I'm in, in this all the time, I, 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 I forget where the, some of the sources and I try to be right. mindful of that, but I heard someone referring, Oh, I know where it was. I was at a, I was at a, a at a recovery meeting the other night and uh this there's a guy there and he he maybe was 21 22 23 mm-hmm. but he referred to uh heroin as the first time doing heroin as feeling like uh one was w- w- that someone was still in the womb wow like that <laughs> yeah. level of yeah. feeling you know fill in the blank yeah. safe secure yeah. you know all right. of that i mean and i th- and i've never heroin's what i've never done heroin right. yeah um, you know, so thank God, because, you know, I don't know that I'd be chatting with you tonight. But, exactly. you know, when I hear that, it's 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 a bit breathtaking. Yeah. It's, it really right. takes a breath away to, to think that that's the power that drugs have these days, and they do. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, and all that, I think all that goes into it, right? That that, that it's sort of, the, the opiates are, are this new... Uh, sort of paradigm shift because you know nobody ever I don't think well maybe they have but I was going to say nobody ever described drinking a beer as being back in the <laughs> in the womb but um, you know regardless of what kind of alcoholic they were but um, uh, but yeah I mean there's this like accessibility and portability yeah. of the pers- 
abused prescription opiates. Yeah. And then I think we're you all don't learning. Have to shoot them. Right. Well, and then we're all learning that yeah. that those are what are driving heroin. Ultimately, the heroin. Yeah. Um, epidemic so and uh yeah i mean all of this um you know has taken on for me and i'm sure to jeff's to some degree we've talked about on the show before but you know once we had kids we you know realized we have to think about um what this means for our children as well so um you know when you talk about the youngsters it's like uh you know the 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 time frame between you know, elementary school and, and whatever, high school or whenever this starts happening, you know, even younger, mm-hmm. um, it just seems like a very, very short amount of time. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. And, and it is because yeah, it is. Exactly. No, because it is. So, so we, we will have you on again, if, if I heard this right. Yes. Closer to the date. Right. Where we'll talk about, like, I'm sure there'll be an agenda and some speakers and all that stuff correct yeah there'll be uh you know later on down the road there'll be a lot a lot of details that i i can share i yeah. i would share some but i don't know i don't know any sure. uh, right. and the reason i don't know any is because there aren't any there right. you know this is um you know this is a, a fast moving train as as, yeah. as the saying goes um but yeah so as we get closer i'd love to come back and 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 chat some more and talk a little bit more about um what october 4th what yeah. will happen uh on the mall that day mm-hmm. um you know, and I don't, I, I, at that time, maybe we can talk a little bit about what happens after October 4th. Because yeah. just to be clear, we're not uh, coming to D.C. to have a picnic, right? This isn't exactly. just a rally to have a rally. <laughs> right. It's, it's, this has to be the beginning of, of, of a really important conversation that we have as a country. And um, it literally is just the start of it. Um, these conversations right. have been happening, but never together, never mm-hmm. in a cohesive manner. Um, and right. uh, it's lighting the fuse. It's not the yeah. the explosion, right? There you right? go. Yeah. Okay. Um, which I is think a, that's the analogy. Well, it's a gr- well, kind of. I mean, it's a great yeah. point to make. I mean, because yeah. I think there could be the tendency to think, "Yay, we did it!" Right, and everybody goes home. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, I, nothing. You know, it, it, it's it's going to be a phenomenal. Um, I think. You know, uh, introduction for a lot of people to what's going on. You know, the introduction will be phenomenal, but what 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 you're being introduced to may not be. Um, yeah, you know, it, it will. You yeah. know, I uh, I saw a statistic that addiction um, hits one in every three house mm-hmm. households in America. Wow. So, right. you know, um, anybody who sees what's going on on the national mall, like what a third of everybody is going to be able to say, wow, I know that either exactly. it's me or my dad or my son yeah. or my friend. And the other two are going to say, Oh, that was the house next door. Yeah. Right. So it's, I don't think this is, I don't, I don't think, uh, that addiction is, is, is anyone is escaping addiction because mm-hmm. yeah, if it's not in your, if it's not in, in, in your, in your home and in your family, uh, or in your workplace or with your friends, um, it's awfully close to where you live. Right. And, um, you know, this, the sad, the sad fact is that it's, you know, it, this is the most unforgiving disease that I've ever been aware of. It's just, it just, you know, it's just a wow. Um, but it's treatable. There's, there, you know, it's, right. we, there's so much we can do and there's, and that's why the, the uh, that's why October 4th matters. Uh, we can talk a about that next time but um yeah. uh, but it's been great uh chatting with you guys it's been it's been fun and i always say you know i, I look i'm so grateful for uh that i'm still around that i can talk about this you know i my mother would say i'm living on borrowed time that was her expression yeah. right exactly um, and uh so i laugh a lot because i can and um and I think you you know there are times in life where you either laugh or cry, and this some of this is awfully sad, right. but um, it's also a time that we can, you know, that we really can, um, you know, re- rejoice in the fact and celebrate the fact that recovery is 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 possible, and it's and it's not just possible; it's happening. And there are millions of Americans, and the three of us are three of those millions of Americans that are living proof of that. And um, it's going to be so cool, frankly, on October 4th to look around and see all those people that really understand me. 
mm-hmm. a very personal level that really understand me and I can't wait. That's awesome. Yeah, and and neither can we. And um, yeah, Don, thank you. Um, yeah. uh, you know, on a personal level, for coming on, talking to us, and sharing you know you know your your some of your personal story. And thank you, you know, for what you're doing. Um, Absolutely. You know, with and for um, you know Unite to Face Addiction. We it's uh, yeah. We we really look forward to talking to you more yeah. about it as uh, you know when, when you come back. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Well, we we'll, we'll stay in touch on Twitter. Apps for sure. And, uh, and, um, again, thank you. It's, it's a pleasure. Um, we're, we're glad that, you know, we're, you know, social media is, uh, is, um, you know, it's ironically, we didn't really talk about social media specifically, but that's another big reason why all of this is able to, I think, happen. And, uh, and we're at this place in time is because of social media. So thanks to what you guys do too, because it matters. It matters. It matters. Cool. Thanks, Thanks Don. And uh, Thanks. Yeah, talk to you soon. Okay. Take care, guys. Bye. You too. Bye. Meeting coffee. How cool is that?